Vanquishers. Grab your arsenal to balance the interverse, where heroes from Great Order strike with no hesitation for control of what remains. Entry into the Dimensional Rift comes with a heavy cost, as the once-known Triconian world has been ravaged, and you must traverse it to find balance. Be the hero you were meant to be by selecting what type of fighter and energy class best suits you. Take up weapons that cannot just attack, but can be modified to decimate your opponent. Use abilities, equip armor, and vitality to defend your hero until you are ready to V-trigger and unleash your full power. The large range of heroes, items, and abilities will allow you to customize your deck, play, and battle for supremacy. So, jump into the Interverse now by selecting your hero, equip weapons and armor, and vanquish your enemies. Kickstarter is only the beginning. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 58 of the Popcorn Podcast. My name is Tommy Cresta, alongside me, Ryan Fran. And today we're here to talk about episode three of House of the Dragon. Before we get into that, you can listen to the show on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, anywhere you can find podcasts except for Pandora, because yep. they still despise us. I'm going to try and reach out to them again. Like, I want to know why we can't go on there. That would be a fun thing if we ever got on there. We, just, we should have, like, the CEO of Pandora. Be like, so why'd you hate us for so yeah, long? It, probably would be hard. it also wasn't hard because you said fuck you, Pandora, on a couple of our episodes. <laughs> it's like a 50-year-old man at. But um, yeah, we're here to talk about episode three of House of the Dragon. Me and Ryan and a couple of our friends watched it all together on Sunday at nine o'clock, which we've been doing pretty we've done for every episode so far. Except for Ryan, he didn't watch the first episode on the first day. You watched the next morning, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, uh, I mean, the show's just continuing to prove that it's one of the best shows on television so far, like, th- of this year. Like, yeah. just with three episodes done. Yeah, 100%. And, I mean, we finally got to see some action. Like, we got some action in the first one with, like, the tournament and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But this was the first, like, war action. Yes. And, oh, my God. Yeah, the war in this episode was I mean, like, full force in this episode. Yeah, no. I, I mean, I think the show is just doing a... I think the show's doing an amazing job of not, like, doing some... It's still violent, yeah. but it's definitely eased it down from what we got in the early season of Game of Thrones violence. Like, I think so. I feel like this, like, yeah, some of the... Like, because it's not showing people, like, the whole scene of their arm getting cut off. It would show it, like, cut, and then, like, you'll see the guy behind them missing an arm. Yeah. Like, it's not as in-depth to the violence as it was yeah, before. Yeah, I see what you mean by that. But I think, I mean... For sure, there definitely is more battles in this first season than was in the first season of Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. Um, I meant more like the early season, like one through three of Game yeah. of Thrones. Because we have, there's some battles in the second, the second season is very action-packed Game of Thrones. Yeah, because there's the, there's the Battle of King's Landing. The Battle of Blackwater. Yeah, but it's, it's King's yeah. Landing. Yeah, but there's also that battle. Is it the first? No, it's the second season. Uh, uh, Tyrion is in that battle. That's the Battle of Blackwater. No, no, no. Earlier on. With, oh, um, yeah, but he doesn't even fight. Yeah, but like yeah. in the books, it's like he fights in that battle. Like yeah. Do it, but because they didn't have a budget for it, they, they didn't, didn't do it. 
Which is actually like for all the reasons to cut out a battle, that's a pretty smart reason to just have. I actually like that he doesn't fight in that battle. Yeah, so do I. Because his character is completely different from Book Fury. Yeah. Yeah. But back to yeah, back to House of the Dragon. I think Millie Alcock is continuing. Every episode, she I love her character more and more as Rhaenyra. Yeah. Her adaptation of Rhaenyra. So I am kind of getting sad that I only have like an episode or so left with it. Yeah, her and uh, Emily Carey as Allison Hightower. She is so good as well. Yeah, she's great. And this show, this episode starts with a three-year time jump yeah. from when the last episode ends. And I mean, some people I feel like aren't going to love the fact that every episode's been a time jump. Yeah. But they're easing into it so well mm-hmm. that doesn't feel like, like oh, I'm, I don't know what's going on. Like, what have I missed? Like, they, they're explaining to you, like. They're kind of quote unquote dumbing it down. Yeah, a little bit. But I mean, but I still think it's like it's not dumbed down to the point where they're like it's been you know three years. Yeah, like they like, show you the kid and they say it's his second birthday. Yeah, they they kind of like they say it in like almost offhanded dialogue. Yeah, you don't realize unless you're paying attention how much time has passed. I saw a thing on Instagram and this guy was like, everyone keeps saying it was a three year time jump. The baby's two. It's two years, and everyone was just like. Do you know how long it takes for a baby to be born? <laughs> She's not pregnant when the episode ends of the last episode. But it's so funny to just like... And of course, uh, something surrounding this third episode, me and Ryan found out before we started recording, was that there's some there's a big CGI mishap in this episode. Yeah. And it's when Patty Constantine, Viserys, he lost two of his fingers, which was shown in the other episodes. And it's clear as day, he just has green fingers. Because they're going to CG they're going to CG it out. And they never did. Yeah, they didn't. <laughs> it's kind of funny how they, they left that out, but that is another thing where you have to be paying attention to even notice that. Because the scene where we noticed it, it was just him talking. It's how you just see his fingers are missing. Yeah, which I liked that they didn't make like a big point to yeah, the show. Yeah, I like they don't point it out. It's if you notice, you notice. But it's something that you can do that with because it's not really that important to the story. It's more metaphoric. Yeah, so it's something that if you miss, it's not really gonna matter that much. But if you notice, it adds another layer to his character to the story. Yeah, because I said like while we were watching, like, oh my god, his fingers are gone. Because yeah. you finally get like a look at it. Yeah. But I think a character I was really excited to see was Jefferson Hall as Jason Lannister. Jason and Tywin. Uh, yeah, because Jace. Uh, for those who don't know, Jefferson Hall is in the first of the Seth Gordon Green Halloweens. He's yeah. the podcaster. The one that gets killed in the. The auto shop, when in the bathroom. Oh yeah, he is. That's yeah. him. He's also in Game of Thrones. He is. He's in the first season. Yeah. Really. He's, you know the the joust where um, the joust with like the mountain and the hound fighting. Yes. In the first season. He's one of the knights in that. He dies. Oh really? Yeah, he's in that. I forget. I forget the name of the knight, but um, yeah, he gets killed by the mountain while jousting. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah. He gets in the neck and bleeds out. Yeah. And a really cool little thing is that the baby's named Aegon Targaryen. Yeah. After Aegon the Conqueror. And I said this to Ryan while we're watching the episode. It's so funny how to the Targaryens and the Valerians that Aegon's like a hero. Yeah. But to the rest of the world, he's an evil human being who <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> murdered everyone. Yeah. And I I really I think my standout for this episode though was Patty Constantine. I loved him in this episode. He was great this episode. Because right? it was yeah. showing Sean said it while we were watching it. He was saying you can. It's really showing how he's breaking down as a human. Yeah. Cause he he feels he's getting kind of nervous that maybe he made the wrong choice making Rhaenyra his heir. Yeah. 
because the rest of the kingdom doesn't believe in it. Mm -hmm. And we see Jason Lannister go behind his back and still ask Rhaenyra to be his wife, even though he said to him, no. So we're seeing that everyone still wants Rhaenyra to be taken, have Aegon take over her place. Yeah. But I think Rhaenyra should still be the should be the queen. Yeah. yeah I think so, too. By the way, I looked it up. Jefferson Hall played Sir Hugh of the Vale in Game of Thrones. That was the character's name. So yeah. Rip Sir Hugh. But back to... The Vale's terrible in that show. Oh, dude, the Vale sucks. I hope, I hope, the, I hope the, the... The Vale has the hole in the floor, right? Yeah, the Vale is yeah. The, yeah, the eerie. That's what I, I thought. I, I, I hate that family. The, <laughs> the sun's so weird. Yeah. The... Catelyn and, um, God, what was her name? Catelyn Stark's white sister is, yeah, lives is, there. Is She's the princess. Yeah. The queen. queen. Reese kind of take a, took a sideline for this episode, but, like... Yeah, he did. And he, I, I kind of liked in the very, in the very beginning, his brother comes in. He's the, he's the older... Yeah, the other Hightower. They have an Hightower family, but Otto is... What's his name? King. Um, Let me try and find him. But I like how you kind of see, like... He told Otto that, like, hey, you got to get the king in check. Like, you got to do your job and, like, get this shit going. Because it shows that while Otto may be kind of the little finger. Hobart Hightower, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen while Bird. Otto might be kind of the little finger of this show, and he's he's very smart and very. Um, uh, manipulative? Yeah, manipulative. His brother and other people who are maybe higher than him are still even more manipulative than him. Like, yeah. There's so much shit manipulation going on in this world. It's just, it's wild. I did love M. Emily Carey, who plays uh, Allison. Mm-hmm. I love her scene with Otto, though, where she's ex- where she's trying to like she's trying to balance everyone's expectations. Yeah, she wants to get Rhaenyra back as her friend because they've been friends their entire lives. Mm-hmm. She's trying to keep Viserys happy because that's her husband, and yeah. she, she wants to stay to his plan. But she also wants to make Otto happy because that's her dad, and he wants Aegon to be the king because that will give him more power. Yeah, and. One of the most fucked up scenes in this episode is when they're like, um, Rhaenyra should marry Aegon. And then they cut Dude, right from I that love, to the baby. I love that even Viserys was like, he's two. Yeah, you like, like, you know it's bad when, when someone else in that time period realizes it's bad. Yeah, like he's two years old. I do gotta give Viserys credit, though. Didn't yeah. marry the 12-year-old, and yeah. he's not trying to give his I think he daughter. got better this episode. And people are still kind of clowning on him, saying that he's he is. Oh, he, he's definitely not a great king. Yeah, no, he's not. But he's a good human being. Yeah, he's better than the people around him, which I think is something that we don't really see that much in this world. Besides, yeah. Besides, like, Ned Stark and stuff, but he's also very different from those characters, too. Yeah, like, he's he has resemblance to a lot of the characters we saw in Game of Thrones, yeah. but in this world, like, in House of Dragon, he is by far the most kind human being. Yeah, by far. Like, and I love Rhaenyra, but Rhaenyra's even got, like, a little... You can see that she has a little edge to her. Yeah, she's a little feisty. And, I mean, I... She's... Millie Alcock has done an incredible job with this character. Yeah. And every scene she gives... She gives it her all. And I love when she starts bad-mouthing the other wives. Mm-hmm. When she's like, oh. Like, she's yeah, so smart that she's willing to, like, talk right back to them. Because she knows yeah. she has power. Yeah. But... Allison, love, Allison pulled the power card on her early yeah, in the episode. In the, they're sitting in the under the weirwood tree, and she's got the she's got the bag playlist on. She's just she got her song on repeat. <laughs> I love how he's like another Samwell too. Yeah, Samwell. He's he's like, you want to play different songs? He's like, no. She said, "Did I say stop?" Yeah, and then she just keeps going. But she was like, "I'm your princess. Oh. You gotta keep going." My bad. Everyone. And then Allison just pulled 
pulled the rank on her. She's like, hey, I'm the queen. Yeah, because she was like, the princess says stay. And she's like, well, the queen says leave. Yeah. And I was like, damn. <laughs> I love this, like, he stood up and he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm dead. Sorry, I gotta go. He's like, my queen, princess. And then he like runs away. <laughs> I mean, if I was him, I'd be out of that room so quickly. Yeah, Targaryen, you're not getting your head cut. You're getting burned alive <laughs> by a dragon. And uh, Damon, he had a big third act, but in these last two episodes, he has very—he's had much smaller roles. Yeah. Like, yet yeah, this third act was awesome, mm-hmm. but he didn't have. It was like more of an action sequence than yeah. a character development scene. Yeah. 100%. But it also felt like, because I'm assuming everyone that's listening to us talk right now has watched the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I feel I don't like. Know yeah, why would you listen to this if you haven't? But when Damon fights the free cities, the free folk, because they're free folk, right? Yeah, yeah, they say they're from the free cities. Uh, it reminded me so much of Battle of the Bastards. Really? Like that, like, like John running yeah, because it was just him and all yeah. that. I don't know. As soon as it happened and like he like holding the sword, I was like, he's not giving up. No. But I took that as like, I'm saying it's not character development scene. It also kind of showing that he... Because as soon as Viserys sends the letter saying, we're going to help you, mm-hmm. it's showing he's like, I don't want help. I want to yeah. prove that I can do this on my own. Yeah. I, it is It is a lot. It is basically like an action set piece. Like the, It's just a whole battle going on. But it, there is that underlying... Man, that guy like, does not have a muffler on his car. No, he does not. <laughs> there is that underlying kind of notion that Damon just wants to do things by himself. He wants to show that he is strong enough to be the king he wants to prove to everyone that he can do this so he refuses his brother's help by just going and doing it himself which is awesome but i do think that there was a little a little bit of plot armor with him running against the arrows like oh no there was definitely some plot armor, but you can't lot. kill them but like it wasn't terrible it wasn't as bad it as wasn't as like the long night no it wasn't like john in battle of Hey, no, that was no, no, no. awesome. They're both very similar. They're both running against a barrage of arrows, but John doesn't get hit a single time. John is like perfectly fine in that battle. David I mean, gets like, a little fucked up. Yeah, Damon is like running and he kind of breaks for cover every once in a while, but he's running so fast, and I think that's how he avoids most of the arrows. But you see, the second he stops, he gets hit like two or three times. Yeah, because he gets the one in the back of his calf. Yeah, he gets the one in the calf, he gets one in the shoulder. And he gets one, one in the, the stomach. Ribs. Yeah. So I think. It was a little bit of plot armor, but not as bad as some of the later seasons of Game of Thrones. Yeah, awesome. like the Long Night be- might be some of the worst plot armor I've ever seen. Yeah, we, which we talked about with Luke when we did for the yeah. first episode I mean, of the Sam show. Oh yeah, <laughs> as much Padre. as I love Sam. Yeah, Podrick's no chance. Yo, Podrick's that guy. Yeah. Have you seen the behind the behind the scenes of that? Yeah, the, the clip where they're like it's Brienne, Jamie, and Podrick fighting off, and it's literally White Walkers standing in a line and just one at a time go up. They're just oh. That that took them two months. Yeah. To film that at one episode, all night shoots, and I told I think I talked about this before when they were doing Battle of the Bastards, they had Jon Snow's son doubles getting killed because mm-hmm. then people were like, oh my god, are they killing off Jon Snow? Yeah. And they had people getting their arms cut off, amputees that would wear a fake ligament, mm-hmm. not ligament, uh, extremity. Yeah. And uh, but going back to House of Dragon, the only my only downside this entire episode, we talked about this too. Was one the CGI of the deers? Yeah, because the boar actually looked pretty good. The boar didn't look that bad. But I also think the boar might have been like somewhat like real, not like an actual boar, but like something there. Something there, yeah. And it was also dark out, so it's so it made it easier yeah, to hide it. It was moving really fast, which 
it, it can be hard to go CGI, but I feel like in that instance when it's moving fast and it's not focused on. And then when it's right on top of it, you don't have to do much movement. It just yeah. has to render and it around. Like stabbing the shit out of <laughs> Yeah, you don't. You don't have to see it. Yeah, but also I've seen people kind of upset with the blood in this because it doesn't look great. The blood splatters, but there's also a lot of practical blood. Like I don't know if you saw. Yeah, it seemed had, like, more natural. Yeah, but they had like maces, like plastic or like breakaway glass maces, and they pull them up, fill them up with fake blood. So on the battle on the beach, they would they would legit like hit each other in the head, and they would explode with blood. Oh, that's shit. how like yeah, when you see somebody like getting bashed over the head and they get all bloody, that's literally it's fake blood just yeah hit on hitting head, on their head, which is awesome and it looked great. I I didn't mind the blood, my, and then my other downside, I wish you got to see Damon kill the crab yeah. feeder. I don't get why you wouldn't show that. Yeah, I think it's more like... I get like the secondhand accounts and like that's what the whole House of the Dragon's based off of. So no one ever saw that. Mm -hmm. But like, you can take your own like thoughts on it and show what happened. Because I feel like Damon probably gave him some great (laughs) one-liner. Or Damon just screamed like a crazy person. Yeah. He can't... When he comes out of that cave... He's just covered in blood. <laughs> Not even half a body. Yeah. Man's got an arm. Yeah, it was cool seeing him. It was cool I to mean, finally see get a full sequence. Yeah, it was cool seeing him walk out of the cave like a badass. But I do understand that you want to see him kill the crab feeder. But I can't see the other side of it where, like, the crab feeder isn't a fighter. Like, he's not. He's a st- strategist. Yeah, like, he's a super skinny guy. I think. People think he has grayscale too, which he might. I don't know. He just kind of. I think he just had burns. Yeah, I it looks just, just more like, like a burn. And like, it yeah, like a pirate. Like it looked like he had scurvy everywhere. You know, <laughs> like it didn't look, didn't look like grayscale to me. But he's all messed up. He's frail. He's skinny guy. So I don't think it was much of a fight. I think it was more Damon just going in there and killing him. So I can see why they didn't add that because it's kind of a useless fight scene. But I, I really like that he just walked out and just. Stood there like he knew how big this was. He didn't need his brother's help. He didn't need help. He just took care of it on his own. Yeah, because they talk about how they're getting beat. Like yeah. Corliss and Damon are losing the war. Yeah, they are losing. And this this had my favorite ending to an episode. Really? When it's uh, Viserys talking to Rhaenyra, and he tells her he's like, she's like, you're not. I'm not your heir anymore. And he's like, what made you think that? And he yeah. tells her he's like, you will not lose this spot. Like. Yeah, you he, will not be usurped or whatever word. Yeah, he saying. says he's not going to replace her. Yeah. He promises on his on the mother's memory. Mm-hmm. And he said that Rhaenyra can marry whoever she wants. And I thought that was really showing what we had already talked about, that Viserys is a kind-hearted human. Yeah. He's not like the rest of the Targaryens that we've seen over the years, mm-hmm. which is really just Daenerys and her brother. But they were both – Daenerys becomes evil. The brother is just hey, straight up a horrible – He's a Targaryen too. Don't forget it. He's the best of them. <laughs> No, he's not Damon. I'll let Damon. I don't know who I'd take in the fight, Damon or John. Because Damon is fully trained. Yeah. Like perfect. Yeah. John's trained too, but not to the same caliber. I don't know. Of he had, Damon. He had ball fight. He was trained in Winterfell. He basically trained all the guys in the Nightwatch. No, remember he's not trained in Winterfell. He trains himself yeah, outside. He himself, yeah. Damon has probably an a trained officer that trained him. Yeah. And I love Kristen Cole in this episode. Because he's literally just protecting Rhaenyra. Yeah. And when Rhaenyra tells him not to kill the white-hearted deer, mm-hmm. I really like that because that's showing that she's like, there's no need to upscale my father. Yeah. Like, this no is need. his day. Yeah. And then 
<laughs> yet that deer did not look good. It looked like a Last of Us scene. Yeah. Which people were like, The Last of Us looks great. Not when it's a live action TV show. Yeah, it's still a video game. It did look amazing, but I think it's more about the symbolism of like, Yeah. The White Heart coming to Rhaenyra obviously shows that she is She's... maybe a better queen than Viserys is a king. Because this was about Aemon. It was about Aemon. He found the White Heart with Michaela. Yeah. But, or Aegon. Yeah, I was like, who's Aemon? Yeah. Um, but instead, you see that Rhaenyra will probably be the gods have chosen her, basically, is what it sounds like. I'm excited to see the guy who's playing Aegon. Yeah. Tom Glenn Carney. Yeah, he should be cool. But uh, it was pretty cool. The, the preview for the next episode was the first time we've seen a... Uh, Emma Darcy and Olivia Cook in the trailer. Mm-hmm. They showed both of them. Yeah. So I feel like we either have one last episode fully of Millie Alcock and Emily Carey, like or years. that, or it's just in half an episode. Because I feel like they don't have much time left for them to be the leads anymore. Yeah. Because I mean, with the way that this is jumping, the next time jump could be the the ten year time jump, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I forget. But uh, yeah, I feel like this was. I think this was my favorite episode, but I don't think it was the best episode. Really? I, I, I think the first was still, I think, yeah, the I best think episode. The still the but this was probably my favorite because I, I really did love. I loved Viserys in the whole episode, especially the scene by the fire. Yeah. Where he's explaining that he's the reason the wife's dead. And yeah. they never wanted to remarry. Like, he's explaining all this to his wife, which is kind of <laughs> messed up. But I felt like this had a lot of, like, my favorite scenes. And I really thought the beach battle was just... It was awesome. It was. Yeah. It felt like Game of Thrones. Like yeah. It felt like that world. It felt like the battle. It didn't feel like season seven and eight's battles, mm-hmm. where it didn't feel realistic. It felt yeah. a little too much. Yeah, we also got to reveal that um, uh, Lenor Valerian, is that his name? The brother? Corlys' kid. Yeah. He, yeah, he has his own dragon, Sea Smoke. Yeah. Which, it, the... the Valerians do have dragons, so that yeah, because also has a dragon. Yeah, because but, um, Princess Rhaenyra is yeah, not Rhaenyra, uh, Rhaenys. Rhaenys yeah. is Targaryen. Yeah, so they her kids both got dragons, so they both have dragons. But I also loved how the Valerian this. army. It, you can tell it's the richest house in the. Yeah, because they got some nice ass. They had too. really nice armor. Like, <laughs> it was shiny. They like all the soldiers had armor. You go back to Game of Thrones, guys are just wearing like leather and stuff like they're not wearing armor unless they're like high up every one of these soldiers had armor on which is awesome to see and also corliss's like glaive thing that thing was, that was sick awesome. <laughs> dude, dude dude i love the shot of him where it's him looking it's like in the middle of the battle and he's just covered in blood yeah he's just looking around oh my god it was awesome have you seen the tweet the instagram post they've all been like dragons aren't afraid of blood and it's like damon covered in blood john yeah and then I love when Millie Alcott comes back with the boar and she's just got blood all down the side of her. Yeah. And I guess some people, yeah, aren't loving the CGI blood sometimes that they've been using. Mm-hmm. But you also got to remember, they need some CGI and some of the – not everything yeah. can be practical. I mean, yeah. a lot of it could because we, we just watched Jaws and mm-hmm. that movie's entirety of, is practical. Yeah. But you can also tell they're putting a lot more effort into the dragons than anything else, which you can't really blame them for. I would rather the dragons look good yeah. than a deer that we see in one episode. Yeah. Because the dragons have showed up in every episode. Yeah. If they made a show about the Baratheons, it'd be the other way around. But, like, <laughs> that'd be boring in the show. Yes. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if the show called House of the Dragon had shitty-looking dragons, it wouldn't be that great. So. No, it'd be very sad. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, did you have a favorite scene from this episode? I think probably 
What are the talking scenes? Either the the scene with there's the a scene by the fire. Yeah, the fire, and then the there's the end when they talk with just Rhaenyra and him. Yeah, or Rhaenyra and Otto and his brother. No, and the other, the daughter. Oh, Allison. Yeah, Allison. There's that scene, yeah. which I thought was really. I think maybe like maybe the fire scene. The fire scene just looked amazing, mm-hmm. and then I love that that's a set. That yeah. whole entire the hunt. Yeah, it was awesome. Just on set, which again, Game of Thrones. And I'm going to call out another show right now for this. The new Lord of the Rings show. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. Dude, you, I know you and I know how you feel about green screen because we have the same thoughts on this kind of stuff. There's scenes where you're like looking and you're like, this had $100 million an episode. Crazy. It, it's weird because I know that they're in the Elvish town. I know I'm getting off topic of House of Dragon talking about Rings of Power. But people are saying like, oh, it's just getting hated on like by the audiences because it's like people like, uh, what do they call the kids? They were calling them, like, just haters, pretty much. Because yeah. it has a 36% audience score right now. Really? Yeah, and they're saying people are just hating on it. I watched it, and I only watched the first episode, so I haven't seen the second one yet. It's boring, and it didn't hold up compared to this. Yeah. Which, for months now, me and you have talked about this on the podcast, we thought these two were going to battle weekly. Mm-hmm. And just after the first one of this, of House of the Dragon, the first one of Ring of Power, it doesn't even seem close. Not even comparable. Cause like when I turned when we watched when I watched the first episode of House of Dragon, I was like, "Holy shit, I'm back in Westeros! Like, yeah. I'm here." And I never felt like I was back in the world of Middle it Earth. Feel like Middle Earth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, that's just my little rant about how I'm not enjoying Rings of Power after one episode. Gotcha. But uh, yeah. Do you are you excited for next week's episode? Because next week looks like it's about to get crazy. Because now it's really starting to put pieces in play. Yeah, I think next week is the start of like. The, the Warren's episodes is done. They have, he has a male heir. Like, all of the pieces of the puzzle. And Damon now is going to want credit for what he did. Yeah. And we see that in the tr- preview, they, they Damon attacks Rhaenyra's ship mm-hmm. with Kristen Cole in it. And I I just feel like this is, it. everything political is set up now. And all the, the drama that Game of Thrones has done so well over yeah. that whole show, it's all set into place and ready to go. Yeah, they have all the chess pieces ready. Do it. <laughs> yeah, it's And uh, this show is actually went up by viewership. Not viewership. It's still killing in viewership. But rating, because Rotten Tomatoes, I think it debuted in 81. Then it went to an 83, and now it's at an 85. IMDb was like an 8.4, and now it's an 88 out of 10. Excuse me. And uh, I agree with them. I feel like the show is consistently... The writing's just as good throughout. I haven't felt like there's any unnecessary sequences yet. Yeah. I mean, if you have any other different thoughts, you can say that. But to me, at least, this show has done exactly what I wanted it to do. Yeah. And I get so hyped every time the intro plays. Yeah, it's great. I I might actually like the animation for this one more than the Game of Thrones one. Really? But Game of Thrones one changes, which makes it cool. It does. Like, the wall getting destroyed eventually. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. This one, I really like the use of the blood and... People who don't know, it's actually telling you the story of the Valerians yeah, and the Targaryens. Time. Yeah, it's the whole Targaryen line. And I don't know, that last shot when it zooms in on the House of the Dragon symbol, mm-hmm. the Targaryen symbol. Oh, it every time cool. I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, uh, yeah, do you have anything else you want to say about this episode? No, it was a great episode. I'm, I'm more excited. It wasn't my favorite episode so far. I think it might be my favorite honestly out of the yeah oh. but i'm still not saying anything yeah because the other two have been great all three are amazing yeah but i'm more excited for what's going to come after than i was last week 
Yeah. That means I am. Like, you're more excited for episode four than you were going into episode three. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree, because that trailer looks so good. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really about to be a battle now. A yeah. political dra- It's going to be a political drama from here on out. There might be some fight scenes, but this is going to be about who's going to be the next queen or king. Yeah. Yeah, because I think, I mean, as, as cool as it is seeing dragons in battle, it is a little boring because, like... No one can beat that yeah, right now. At this point, it. no one can beat it. Yeah, unless you're Doran and you just do shit, but, you know... <laughs> Yeah, it's. I'm excited to get back into the, the political stuff. Like that was always the most interesting part of Game of Thrones. And it's one of the season. best. It's probably the best season of Game of Thrones. The whole courtroom drama part. Yeah. In season three. Dude, every single scene with Ferris and Littlefinger. It's always so good. So good. So good. Any stuff where people stabbing each other in the back, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Literally or figuratively, in Game of Thrones has always been the best part. It's just so much fun. So I'm, I'm very happy with the show so far. And I'm very happy that everyone else is enjoying it just as much as me and you are. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I feel like that's everything I have. Sadly, we don't have any fan questions today because we're actually going from this episode to recording the episode with William Spencer. Those who don't know, he was Andrew Garfield's stunt double in all the Spider-Man films. And he's a world-class skateboarder and parkour. Yeah. So uh, no, no fan questions this week. But we're still going to do our suggestion of the week, and then we'll probably close up the episode. So, uh, Ryan, what are you, what are you uh, suggesting this week? Uh, do you want to go first? Uh, no, I'm going to suggest Smiley Friends. It's on HBO Max. Yes. It was Adult Swim. Uh, well, it is Adult Swim, but Adult Swim is on HBO Max. So, watch Smiley Friends. It's hilarious. That's all I can say about that. So, I'm going to go... I'm going to go with Harry Potter and the Deathly House Part 1, because Recyphons is in it. Mm. So, you can check that out on HBO Max or Peacock. But don't check out The King's Man. Man, That movie was terrible. Recyphons was very good in it, though. But, uh, yeah, check out Harry Potter and the Deathly House Part 1. And kind of because I have a tattoo of it. So (laughs) I'm just going to use that as my little thing. But, uh, yeah, that concludes our Episode 3 review of House of the Dragon. Um, Yeah. I really enjoyed the episode, and I can't wait for next week. Ryan, is there anything you want to add before we get going? No, I'm also excited to see what comes next. So, yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to end it there. I was going to. Well, you can now. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Bye, everyone. Yeah.